If you're present in every moment of your life that you're doing something, it might lead to this greatness that you never knew if you answer that phone or if you take that call. Don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Theory. Yeah. Uh, so, Ooh. welcome to everyone. Um, what you're seeing here right now Whoa. is Whoa. two. It's two people. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what you haven't seen is that we've actually been on the Zoom or whatever you want to call it for about an hour and seventeen minutes. <laughs> Um, what has occurred again is the technical wizardry uh, that I had to pull off because um, Agent Six Four Four was having a tough time. Agent Six Four Four is in the wrong business when you say my middle name is Computer. <laughs> I haven't been in my home here in La La Land for, as you know, I tell you everything for almost a year, and I've had squirrels. I've had issues. I need updates. I have the wrong ID. I have the wrong password. Theo, I would not be here today looking this good without you, son. There's no way. You walked me through it. You were calm. Yeah. And the only thing we didn't do is fix your name. Right now, it actually says your full name, which is Kim Coates. We didn't put a tag in yet. We just don't have the time. And we're going to do that at another time. So as of this session... Your Zoom tag, if anybody who's listening, is Kim Coates. It is. For today. You've Perfect. had a lot. I've had a lot. Okay. So it's okay that we have now a completely new one, which is actually who you are. And it just shows that right now you are in your rawest version of yourself. Rawest. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love how you, New York, rawest. Yeah. We, we create Crazy. words. Um, so yeah, we, we made it through. We, we, uh, the journey has brought us right to this moment. So a couple of things, um, I want to get right into, um, how great was last week with finding it? The wild and the crazy guy. Wow. The crazy guy. <laughs> Is that wild? He's still talking about it. And I, I mean, for so us to, to, to be in a, in a, his ranch, I'm at home. You're in a hotel. Yeah. We're all about to start filming. Well, you've already started. Yeah. And you see Tommy again in his splendor, total splendor and his Scottish accent. And I, I understood every single word. Everywhere. I heard that our, our, uh, you know, <laughs> they had a little issue with trying to dub Tommy. Oh, so we do those audiograms and Caesar uses, you know, a company or whatever he does with the audiograms that we put out for promotion. And what it usually does is it usually does it for you. You know, the the company, I guess, whatever technology they have, hears it. I'm saying, I love your hair. It's going to go. I love your hair. I love your hair right under it. Zero. He had the, 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 the company said, we don't know. You're in the wrong version. What he said. You're on the wrong version. We can't do it. So Caesar, being the trooper that he is, goes, I'm going to do it on my own. He called me up and he goes, bro, I tried my best. I listened to this for an hour and a half straight. I've been trying so hard. I, I hope these are right. Um, and he tried. And I think he got it. I think he got a lot of it, but definitely got some wrong. So that was the first part of it. I love it has, I this love has it. started that we are now going to be bringing someone on once a month. Wow. Look at us. Yep. Look at us. 
once a month, we're going to bring someone on. Uh, it will announce it the week before, like we did. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we're trying to fit certain people into the right timeline of what season Love we're it. doing or, Love you it. know, whatever. Um, and then, you know, also what people have to understand is I know a lot of people are going to start being like, get this one, get this one, get that one. Well, a couple of things. One, who cares? We're not going to listen. Um, two, uh, <laughs> we don't care about that. But two, one thing is uh, it has to fit the vibe of the show. It has to fit the vibe of the season and it has to fit the vibe of the show. Now, that doesn't mean anything bad about certain kinds of people or certain this, that, that. It just means that we kind of got a thing here that we're doing. Uh, I am so grateful to Reaper Reviews and Theory and 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 my brother, you know, Coatsy. And I'm I I had this moment today where I was walking and I was reflecting and I was like, this is amazing. This show has created this incredible group of people that are part of it. All over listen, the world. All, all over the world. The world. All, literally all over the world that write us and listen and enjoy it. And I will protect that forever. I will not, I will not mess with that vibe. And what that vibe is, is it's positive. It's friendly. It's, it's people just wanting to, you know, have fun for an hour and 15 hour and 20 hour and 30. So we want people that do that. Now I'm not, I'm listen, I'm not some mystic guru. I can't assume that all people are like that at whatever current part they're in, in their life. I'm just pretty aware of the show. And I'm, I'm not one of those people that, you know, I, I've always heard rumors that, you know, Bob Denver didn't like being Gilligan or certain people. Like I appreciate sons because it's given me everything that I have. My wife, my kids, my, my, my brothers, like you people that I'm super close with and rely on. So I don't shy away from it because I know I'm, it's not my identity in acting. I've done a million things and I'm going to continue to do a million more. But I also understand that it's a rarity. It's a phoenix. It's a Haley's Comet because it, it get, you don't get shows that bring this many people together and have a like-minded uh, love for something. So this gave us, that show gave us this. So the people that we are going to have on have that same energy, have that same belief, right? You would agree? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I do think that what we did last week with Tommy uh, which was so uh, beautifully, in a way, uh, for us, as much as it was for our fans out there and our family and Fam Crow, was Tommy, his love for, for you and I, his love for the show, his love yeah. for what you and I are doing in this crazy climate. So that was a good thing for you and I to discover and feel. It was super palpable. The next one and the next one and the next one will be all like icing on the cake. It'll be a special little pop for what we're doing because kids, we're not even we're not Close. even done one, two, and three yet. No. We have season four, five, six, and seven, and we're doing them. We're yeah. doing them. And so we've got lots of time to have no more guest stars or 12 yeah. or five. Yeah. Or 50. We don't know. Tommy, Tommy might be on 20 times by the time we're done. Like, we yeah, just we just don't know. You know, that's the thing. Like, I know for a fact, Tommy's going to do a lot more. You know what I mean? We know that we've already discussed that. It's just a question of when. And as we get people on, we'll see if it works. 
But the truth is you and I come here and we genuinely enjoy doing this. We enjoy our time together, even the chaos. And we're also pretty honest. Like, you know, I, I just can't. Yeah. Life is too short. I'm not going to have anybody on that doesn't have that same kind of love and feeling and respect and, and passion. And, and, and I've, I've got to interject and just say that it, it has absolutely nothing to do sometimes with getting someone not on because we thought they were negative. It has nothing exactly. to do with that. It has to do with where are you? Where are we? Where's the show? What country are you in? Um, you, you never want to revisit coming on, on the show because you don't want to revisit the great time you had on the show. or And that's all cool. I think yeah. what you and I discover is we know nothing. Nothing. We don't plan anything. A little no. bit we do. You and Caesar are pretty and your producers. Our producers are on the ball with all the stuff that we are doing. However, you and I don't know what we're going to say right now. This no. is why we love this podcast so much. And to have Tommy on last week, you wait for the next one. And then the next girl or the next guy, it's going to be amazing. Kids It's going to be flat out amazing. Yeah. The only thing I ever plan is I literally review the episode. I have no idea what I'm going to do. I don't come in with an agenda. It's whatever happens. And I think that's why the big joke is like, how come they don't know anything? Would you rather me watch all seven seasons and then come and do the show? Because then we're going to have to go down for like a year and a half by the time I do that. So listen, man, that's, you, that's and you and I, you and I, again, I, we have nothing to prove. You're no. just, you're just on TIG. Yeah. We're on one of the greatest hits of, of all time. We have nothing to prove. We're living this with, with our fans, with our peeps. I love it. With them. Just, and they, yeah. they love it too. So, yeah. So, so, and the other thing I want to address is just because how absolutely amazing the Sam Lee, the Sam fam is, and this community that it's built of positivity, which I am in awe of every day. Um, really, truly just in awe. I just think it's incredible. But they did a little like Valentine's Yeah, Day what did they content. do this past week? Like, what's going on? Yeah, Sarah, Reggie, uh, a couple others. I got to pull it up. They did this thing that was pretty amazing. They did like a video on YouTube where they put out these clues. And like whoever found Maybe. these clues within the Reaper Review episodes, they had to spell out a saying. I'm going to probably do this all wrong. But they had to spell out a saying. And then whoever got to it first and uh, they sent me, you know, who did it. And I was just like, this is so amazing. So, you know, um, this is what it is. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, yeah. You tell me. Cause I didn't. Yeah. Read I'm going to tell I can't you. Read. Who cares? You can't so read. I can't, you know. these, these five folks all provided the correct answer. It was uh, Trevia. The correct answer, by the way, was. A day with laughter is one well spent. That was like literally what they would do is say they'd give a clue and they would have to find it in the episode. That clue. When we said that clue, whatever it was, and then they would take one word from that clue. So it said that the saying was a day with laughter is one well spent. If this makes sense to anyone and the people who got it right away were in order. Trevia, uh, Trevia at Trevia Sleep. Uh, come join the murder, which is obviously a yeah. uh, son's reference at CJT murder, uh, which is weird that I'm saying the word murder. Um, Melissa uh, at Malstrom, 1985. Amazing. Jess, I am Miss Jess. And then Angie, Angie McNamara. And they all got it. Um, of course so they did. They're all brilliant. We're shouting them out. They They're all out. brilliant. Big shout took, out to you five. It would have took you, it would have took you 36 years. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. No. What is this? Is this a show? No. Is this a television show? You would have never, ever gotten it. No. 
No. Not even you would have had to become like, remember when the pirates go to get buried treasure? Like you would, yeah. Like, that would be you. I'm over here. Looking for clues. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Come on over here, Tio, with your black hair and your beautiful little smile. <laughs> Tell me what the fuck is going on. God give any cricket. I can't figure it out. Arr. You would have never, ever got pirate coats, would have never. Got, I got no, a normal I got coat. I mean, you can't even get the camera to work on your Zoom. So I, I know you would have never gotten it. No, buddy, I'm running. I'm out. I'm going for the hills. You, you, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're finding someone else to be your, your cohort because I can't, I can't cope. Tech, technology. So we're gonna send you. We're gonna send you to some kind of tech place. You're gonna get a camera. You're gonna yeah. get a microphone. So our sound right is crazy. Here. Yep. We're gonna get a, a new mic. You know, we're gonna we're gonna step it up a little bit. That's the rumor. The rumor. Right. Yeah, we always we keep saying it, but we never do it. But you, we get one person every week who complains about the audio. They're like, "Theo, you're so loud." Or Kim, no, Kim's so loud. Theo, you're, you're so, so loud. loud. You're so... Please sit closer to the mic. And you know what I say? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, but so let let's get go. into it. Um, I got to tell you something before we get into this. Holy shit! This. And you and Tig and Juice and everything. This, this was the eighth episode we ever did. This has I I know. Do a lot of people talk that this is one of the best ever? I, I mentioned it on Twitter this past week when I figured out which one we were doing, and I said to everybody, not only is this one of my favorite episodes, I remember it all. Wow. And as we go through it, I'm going to tell you why. I remember it all, and it must have had something to do with Tig's true ratching it up oh yeah with clay with jacks a little bit with you a little bit with 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 a uh, half sack Gemma. it's a full-on and then the ending is it's one of the greatest <laughs> endings ever oh, yeah. oh my god so i this is the fucking eighth episode of this think about that series eighth. 2008 we shot this in early july early july mid-july 2008 that's 13 years we, we ago. Literally, we, were, we, we, we were literally still trying to figure out what the show was. And this episode is all-encompassing. Like, like, I mean, you're talking the eighth episode oh. ever, and I, I would put it up against every episode oh. that we've ever done. Meaning, so like, what it entails, the comedy, the drama, the, the shock value. Like, what the fuck is happening here? Couldn't agree so more. I... Um, I was pleasantly surprised because unlike you, I didn't remember one single thing that happened. Yeah. And, um, and I just want to get right into it because I think, uh, so we open right away in the chapel, figuring out how to get some cash. I'm smoking cigarettes, which is crazy because I haven't smoked a cigarette in 11 years. And that was, you know, uh, however many years ago that was 13, whatever years ago. And those were real cigarettes. 13. We were smoking. Oh yeah. No. And you look good. You look good. You look natural. I, I used to love smoking. It's so crazy. Smoking loved uh, you so bad. Yeah, smoking so bad. loves everybody. Unfortunately, yeah, smoking loves everybody who does it. Um, and then, so Jax is able to get to hold Abel for the first time. We're told that's a really cool, you know, thing that we're talking about. It's all seemingly positive. We're still talking about this money. We got to get the money, right? Yeah. Um, right away, Mayans roll up on Darby, Emilio, and I just think I, I, these oh, two together is okay. as good as it gets on television. Again, Brenna, she pops in. Diana would pop in. My mom 
Hi, what are you watching now? I always get these people popping in. Brenna happened to pop in last night and saw the Emilio Mitch the scene, Alvarez, Darby. There's something about both of those guys. Darby's, Darby's one of the most despicable characters, proudly wearing that swastika, despicable. Yeah. I have a hard time even saying Darby. But Mitch Pileggi, who plays him, I want him in every scene. Everything. Emilio rolls up. No wonder the Mayans on FX has taken off and doing its thing and and stuff. Those bikes, the look of the green and the black and the white. Emilio and those cowboy boots. I don't know, man. I don't know if he had his style early. Tig was still figuring it out. You were still figuring. Tommy, we talked about that with Tommy. We were all still trying to figure out our look. Mm-hmm. Amelia was born to play this guy, and there they are at a picnic bench. A lot of distrust, a lot of hate, a lot of words, the brown word, this and that. It's hard to listen to, but what the fuck? Darby wants to take over? What? So here's so here's from an acting. He wants charming. Yeah, he wants charming. This is still in the beginning. And you have to remember something from an acting perspective. I watched all these scenes like a student, right? Because I, I, I'll never stop learning until the day no. my eyes close. And, and that's why you're such a good actor, bro. None of us should ever. Can I, can I tell you something that I would love to know? I want to go back. Cause I have every script from every show. I have like multiples of the scripts. That's why, you know, sometimes for charity, we sign them and yeah. give them out and stuff. I did too. Um, like, I yes, kept yes. every single script ever. Right. I've even taken people's scripts. Like when they leave, I'll like, take give me that. Yeah. <laughs> give me that script. So I want to know, they both did something and and any young actor or artist should listen to this. This is about being, because sometimes acting isn't even about technique. It's about knowing yourself or knowing the character. They're both sitting sideways. So they're never directly towards each other. Okay? Interesting. So they're both sitting sideways. That's number one. This motherfucker Darby chose to eat pistachios during the scene. Not almonds or cashews he's eating pistachios so he's got to peel them and eat them which is a blatant disregard to the person you're talking to okay he's just eating them and he's eating them during the scene and we all know eating during the scene as an actor is an absolute no-no because you're like sick to your stomach by the time they do it 40 times anytime you decide to smoke drink eat get ready you're gonna be doing that for an hour and a half so that's a major that's a power move right that's a complete power move And then when he gets up to leave and he's walking by his son, not just does he spit out his beverage. Yeah. He litters. Yeah. He. I'm blown away because that if that's not written, Mitch is so incredibly brave as an actor because he decided to make these choices that are unconventional because anybody else, any less of an actor is just going to do the scene. Just talk. Maybe they'll move a little. Maybe yeah. they'll do the turn. This guy decided to eat spit liquid litter. D- no, that that came from Mitch, man. That came from Mitch. That that came from Mitch after he digested the scene, read the scene, figured it out where they were going to meet. That sideways, sideways. I don't know if guy. I think guy directed this. Um, I don't know if they discussed it, but it was a perfect body language, beginning, middle, and end. It's an acting scene to, to watch and devour to make choices but to make them simple and beautiful and real yeah. and make choices. Um, make yeah. choice and stand behind them. And that's what they did. So then we cut to Gemma sitting in the hospital. Um, it's those one-on-one scenes, man, that you and I craved in the beginning, right? Those one-on-one scenes 
are incredible because you just get to live in them with one other person. It's quiet. Everybody's kind of quiet. The jackals aren't around. Right. Yeah. And we start, you know, right there. We're seeing how much she doesn't like Tara. She just doesn't like her at this point. Yeah. She just doesn't like anything about Tara. Um, so we get that and, good little one. And, 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 and she mentions in there, and it's funny how you and I, boy, we're going to know this show after 92 episodes, son, because it's funny how Gemma says, um, someone hurts you, baby. You never get over it. I mean, he was, Jax was 19 when Tara left, 19. And that that love affair, that running away, that thing. So when you, again, are reminded, because we've seen all seven episodes, right? We're, we're going back. Mm-hmm. And if you're reminded as to what Tara and Jax were in the early days of high school, just finishing high school, she's out. He's got the cut on already. She, she's out. And now she's back. And Gemma wants no part of her, no part of her. The strength of, of, of Tara, she's a doctor. She's not in our world, that club world wants nothing to do with her. So get ready. It's kind of cool. Yeah, That's some interesting fan fiction. Like when they were in high school together and stuff, I'd love to kind of see that story and know that story and all that. Um, Okay. So that's now we get right into this Luann scene, which is another amazing scene. Let Um, me ask, let me ask you something. You're going to talk about the whole scene, but I need to ask you something. Yeah. Did you not feel the style of Katie and the style of Luann um, was amazing. Like their women, old lady looks, they had yeah. it. Kelly Jones had it, yeah. what they looked, how they dress, how they carry themselves, boobs up. I mean, just. And the man. way she walks and the way, and you and I have been to en- enough all over the world, motorcycle uh, rides and, and events and events. And um, this is, the, you know, the dart hit, hit the bullseye on this. I mean, they yeah. are dressed exactly like, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, biker chick, you know, yeah. old ladies, whatever it was. Dendry is amazing in that scene with Katie. Amazing. Dendry was incredible. It's great. Yeah. Keep it's, going. it's an incredible scene. It explores her loyalty to the cub the club Gemma, because literally she's threatening her life. Bad shit happens. That's like, you want it? You sure? You want to check that interest rate again? You want to do this? You sure? Because and, and Theo, help me out. You and I are producers now. Yeah. Help me out. Answer this question for me. This is what Katie says. Six years of taking two in the ass while some teenager blew a load in my face. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 that's what Dendry says. Like six years of two and a half. We can cable say that. television, cable television, and we can get away with, but we can't say the F word. We here's can shoot, we can shoot a million what, people with guns and blood, but we, we can't show nudity really. Like what is happening in that scene? What, what yeah. I'm, what I was so intrigued by with those words, this is why that we can do a whole, another entire episode about the ethics of television. And we will. You can't say fuck. No, not allowed. You can't say certain words. Not back then. No, but you can talk about what you just said. What I just said. Two, not going to repeat it. Two yeah. dicks, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can literally cut people's heads off. If that doesn't show you the psychological chaos that we go through as humans, you can't show sex, but you can literally take someone's liver out. You can't show love. Right. Like, show destruction. Yeah. 
So, so again, it, it's so crazy because sometimes I hear the dialogue on this and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's nothing compared to the violence that we're showing. So, you know, it's uh, the TV, whatever, ethics, whatever, whoever makes these rules really reads to, needs to reassess. What, we, we need such an update on all of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But um, great okay. scene with the girls. Amazing scenes. So, that whole okay. 5%, Dendry, 5% at the end, you know, like, yeah, ah. it was unbelievable. And, and, and they both, they both just played it so well. It, and it shows that everybody's kind of out for themselves at one point or another on this show, you know? Um, so we go to Jackson, the semi truck scene. Uh, I need I, uh, the semi truck scene. I need to ask what's going on. Wh- why is Tig and Jax having such a problem with each other? Well, uh, Super are we there? Tasty. Is that is that is that where no, we are? The Tig, this, yeah, the Tig and Jax is, at the club yeah. later. Okay, so f- first of all, before we get there, I need to ask you: Why was this guy who went through the windshield of a truck, passed out, Gonzo, and then Jax comes and he wakes up? Like he just wakes up? Like whose no, idea no, no, was no, that? No, 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 no. We're not. No, this is before this. You guys are having a problem. This is like when you're saying no, no, he's no. No, listen to me. I'm just saying that from the, I said, that was oh, weird. Okay. Who planned the truck driver who was passed out? Jax tries to save him. And then he, and then this truck driver is screaming like he's in the exorcist. Okay. Movie. So here's what I thought with that. I, it's funny that you say this. This is why I get nervous that we think the same. Um, this is the weird thing. So I think that he was out like a light. Yeah. He had glass, a shard of glass through his leg. When he lifted the leg, the pain of whatever oh, that be see, on an artery you. or a nerve. Mr. Observation. I just found Pay it attention. weird and off Pay and attention. whatever. Fine. Yeah. So he woke up because of the pain, the sheer pain. That's yeah. what I got. Okay. So then Jack's very testy with Tig. I, I, again, tell me wh- why is this? I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you because when you are in a club and you have a president, his right-hand man is the VP. His other right-hand man is a sergeant at arms. Jax, for seven shows now, seven. There's been a little bit of kibitzing with me, with Tig, a little bit, but not, not overly enough because I am 120% a Clay Morrow guy. Jax and Clay are starting to squabble. So Jax, whenever they squabble with Clay, he knows that Tig's going to be inside. So and I knew that there was going to be a problem with Darby. I say, I just want to shoot everybody. I just want to get rid of everybody. Jax wants to be smarter than that. And I do give it up to Jax coming up in the outside the Irish bar. I say to Clay, Jax is really smart, but he's not. Jackson and Tig, this is the first time you really see it in the series that those two, where are they going? Where's Tig and Jax going? Oh man. It seems like it's you guys on. hate each other. Yeah. And it seems like you, and, and, I was like, where did this come from? Why? I know that Clay and him is starting to be testy and you're starting to not, you know, you're distrust his, his, his willingness. That's right. I don't think, see, this is what's so great about Jax and Charlie. He can see right through me. I don't trust him. I don't think he's going to be able to pull the trigger. I don't think our VP is really going to be able to handle where this club is going to go because he's got such animosity growing towards clay and the way clay is taking the club. So really, it really is Jackson Tig on 
opposite ends of where this club is going to go. And Clay's in the middle trying to keep it all together. That's literally what's happening. Okay. So right from there, we went to a scene that I remember clear as day. Chibs and I are at the bar. How close are you two? I mean, I, no, Theo, you did something in there again. Um, I, I, I'm saying it was it was it scripted when Chibs slapped the prospect, and then you repeated that. Yeah, that was that scripted? No, no, no. You brought see that, and I I got to tell you, we must have did it on purpose, like twenty times. We kept slapping him. And then we would say, we just want to make sure it's for camera and we keep slapping them. I want one more. I need one more. And we do it like between rehearsals. And if you notice on that slap, I didn't even hit him that hard because I think I must have hit him like 16 times before that. And we were laughing so hard, Tommy and I, because he just had to look like dumbfounded and we just kept slapping him. And he, and of course, you know, a lot of actors you've worked with, you know, many that are like this, they're like, no, 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 do it for real. Do it for real. I did that once. Um, I did that once where I forget what movie or TV show I was in and this girl, a girl slaps me. And I said, don't hold back. I said, I want to feel it. Slap me. I'm not kidding. She almost knocked me out. My ears were ringing. My jaw hurt for like a week. She, I don't know where this came, because we were in character. She slapped me so hard that, and of course I had to play it off. Like I was cool. I was like, oh, that was good. That was good. (laughs) Oh my God. You have to be so careful when you say that because, you know, somebody just hauls off if they're in the moment. No, you do. And I, I, I just, but I noticed the closeness to you and, and, and Chibi right there, right in that moment. I mean, you oh, and I've had that, so the dog fun. thing and a couple of shows earlier. Now there's more serious shit going down. So I'm with Claymore, but you're with Tommy. And, and see, this is what, this is called money in the bank. Yeah. When we get to the fourth, fifth and the sixth seasons for juice, when, when Chibs has to protect you a little bit, then yeah. I protect you a little bit, but this is money in the bank. These moments between juice trying to make people, We've talked about this, right? This like, history. You got to build a history. The club was your family. Mm-hmm. And so you want to fit in. You want to fit in. You want to make everyone happy. You want to you be, you know, people tell you stuff to do. You do it. You don't even question. It's, it's remarkable to watch in these early years. Yeah, it really is because it's so early. So then we cut to Opie. Uh, I got to say something that's so yeah. funny to me. Opie looks like a giant on the diners. Like he almost looks like he doesn't belong on. It's like the wrong action figure came with the motorcycle. I wanted to ask you if that was really Ryan on the bike because it is. Is it? He looks like a transformer. He looks like a transformer. Like it looks like it's part of him. It doesn't work. There's no hunched over with him. It's all sitting tall. It's crazy. And he's just the bike looks like he's. Remember he could. Sorry to interrupt, but remember, yeah. Yeah. Remember, he could never have middle uh, middle pedals. He had to go extended. He had to go yeah. to the front because his legs are so long. His body's so long. He needed a much bigger bike. <laughs> so so um, dangerous stunt stuff going on there. I mean, dangerous stunt stuff. I mean, first time I've, and, and the first time I've ever seen a stunt where we didn't have music. There was no yeah. white, crazy, crappy, hard, rocky, freaking music. No, man. no. But that first was time. like. That was 
brutal. Like the, the things hitting its brake. They're they're driving a semi. Like shout out to those stuntmen, whoever that was at that Eight, point. 18, 18 wheelers, man, with cars and motorcycles, and that is definitely Charlie. I couldn't tell if that was Rye or his stunt double, really, but that was definitely Charlie. Some great riding in that. Really great riding. So, um, okay. So now we go to me and sack towing cars. I remember this day. My goodness. I'm enormous. I'm that's when I was at my biggest, like right now for this role, I'm probably like, you know, 150. I was like 230. I was enormous. I was enormous. Ah, you in good shape. Big boy, man. I mean, I you're, boy, you're like a, right? you're like a little puddle right now compared yeah, to that no, big storm. I was big in that one. You were a windstorm so, and a rainstorm back then. So he gets that idea. And I love that. I was still trying to find out who juice was. And he's just like, no, you're not. No. And he's watching him and he goes and grabs yeah, the ambulance and just shows what an idiot he is. Right. And I just let it go. Cause I'm like, wasn't me. Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm new. I'm like, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I just and, got, I just got my top rocker. I don't want to yeah, have no. nothing to do with this. This is on you. Why is this guy sell, stealing an ambulance and, and I'm getting Came in handy. Well, we're going to get to that later when you talk about tying the, you yeah. know, loop swoop and pull on a, on a, on a shoelace. <laughs> That's amazing that you knew to do the loop this early. So Jack's meets with answer. Um, Amazing line rare he would answer, you know, amazing. Jesus line. Christ. Can't you just pretend that I'm a cop sometimes? What, what an amazing line. What an amazing line that is. And then again, and his delivery. flush it's, for the Irish. Oh God. And his delivery. Can't you just pretend I'm a cop? Just pretend. I mean, and it's dating. He's just weary and just pretend like it's so funny. But- it's a fun little scene. Great little scene. It's yeah. a fun, it's a funny little scene. And and again, those little scenes like that where you know Jax is all like braggadocious and knows, you know, you're gonna sell him at a buck ninety and answers <laughs> that catankerous, like angry. Yeah, it's just just it's such again such again, early days of the show, man. Way and again, back. here we are, here we are. You know, we're getting into this episode and every scene is a home run. Like if you're looking at TV, like scenes, every scene so far is a home run. Right. So yeah. now we go Jack's with JT voice. Here's my question about the JT voice. Is it always downtrodden? Is he always fucking complaining about something? He's always miserable. Is he ever, is there anything in the journal that's happy? No. Does he tell jokes in the journal? No, not one. Does he say, I love my kids? No. Does he, does he talk about what he eats for lunch? No. Everything in there is doom and gloom. And it's a big journal. It's, a- it's like this big. <laughs> I'm not reading that book. I'm not listening no. to the audio. I'm not listening to the audio book. <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear that book. That is a depressing that's ass book. Funny. I think that's why, you know, I think Jack's tried to burn it a couple of times. He'd have oh, it. Oh, fucking you know. should have burnt it. It is so depressing. What a downer that journal yeah, is. That's funny. Um, so here we go. We're heading to give the cash for guns. And again, you guys are at a fever pitch with this tension. Yeah, it, it's, it, I said, you know, that moment between T and Jack's in the Teller Moral Garage was kind of one of the first serious moments of, of this episode. This episode was full of colors and weird and where we're going in early days. But that was a real, uh, you know, like I'm better than you moment. Jax was sort of telling me or, or take that motherfucker moment when Jax was sort of throwing it back at Tig. Um, and, and yeah. And even though we need all this money for the Irish, 
Tig, I love how I love how the it ended. I loved how I was just swilling on a beer, man. Swilling on a beer. Like this is this between Jax and Tig, it wasn't it wasn't going very well at that moment. And how are we gonna get out of it? And well, you're about to see. Yeah, so so after the tension, we find out McKeevy's gone. Now I can we know why now. I mean, I could we knew why then. Uh uh the actor who's incredible plays McKeevy got a show called person of interest. Yeah. He this is he what happens be on the show with us. Yeah. When, when you don't lock you up, when you, yeah. When there's no contracts, you don't lock them up. So he got another show. He got a series regular on the show, person of interest. And it's, what's funny is, and, and it's funny with Kurt's writing. It's not like, Oh, he's busy. Like maybe we could bring him in. He's dead. He got beaten <laughs> to death. He he's never Amen. coming back to the show. Just so you know, yeah. he's never coming back. So I love this because I, I think I've told this story before. I did this show many, many years ago. It feels like a thousand years ago called Lost, which a lot of people liked. And I was the, on the, the Lost, the big Lost in lost, Hawaii. The big that one. Lost? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that show. You run that? I did. I did. I don't this, watch like, anything. I'm sorry. But no, it, it's all right. I was only on it for whatever, like two, three scenes. And I was, which is crazy because I'm working with that director producer now. Um, so that show, I don't remember what year it was, but I was flying to Hawaii and there were people on the plane. No yeah. one knew the script. No one knew the oh, story. Yeah, You told me the story. Yeah. And you don't know what your character might become. You might do one, you might do 30. And one of the guys who was, it was his first episode wound up becoming like the main guy on the show. Um, Henry. Uh, no, not Henry. I can't remember his name. Either way. Point is, Cammy Hayes fills in here. Uh, and by the way, back to McKeevy, they said he broke his neck. So there's like no coming back from it. Well, uh, and I, I, I had to replay it a few times, son, because I will tell you the acting and Cammy Hayes, his introduction and what he tells Clay and me in this Irish bar as to what happened to McKeevy. Couldn't understand a fucking word. And that, that, that's really not like the accent. It was so low. We were so whispered. Was low. And there's a really, lot of background noise. A lot of background. And I'm telling you, man, it was hard to understand. But fuck, was that a fun, fun moment. But, here, but here's what I was trying to get to. My point is, Jamie comes on, who's playing Cammie Hayes. Oh, cool. I got this guest star. It might be a recurring. Holy fuck. Did he have any idea how implemental, like how important he would be in the series sitting in that first scene ever with you and Clay? And here he becomes, you know, one of the biggest antagonists, you know, one of the biggest enemies the club and the show has ever seen. And I know it did some amazing things for him in his career. And I just think that that's the, the love I have for this business because it's so unpredictable. Like you just never know. I am so glad you brought that up. This is the perfect time because you and I finished season three. We finished season three together with everybody out there around the world. And to see how Cammy and his demise and what happened with the father in the church. This is the first time we see him. Yeah. And now we know he had no idea. None of us had any idea where that character will go. But the way you relayed that story is a, a beautiful thing for actors like us who, God, we got to get the job. Yeah. And then, oh, what's the job entail? Or 
How many shows are you available? And then all of a sudden they start writing for you. And all of a sudden you have this glorious ending to your character two seasons down. You made a bunch of money. You've been on the biggest show on television for two years and you you had no idea. And this is why not just in acting, every moment of your life is an opportunity because if you just do it the right way, every moment of your life, yeah. If you're present in every moment of your life that you're doing something, it might lead to this greatness that you never knew. If you answer that phone or if you take that call or if you do that, you just never know. And I think that that's so important because, you know, a lot of actors sometimes be like, oh, man, I'm not going to audition for that or I'm not doing that. It's just a small role or I'm not doing. And then it comes up that. You know, what was it? Adam Driver did this movie with Noah Baumbach back in the day where he had like some little role in it, some small, like one or two scenes. And then he goes on to do Marriage Story and gets nominated for the Oscar. It's like because the director and him had a relationship and they loved each other. And now they Amazing. work together all the time. Amazing. Never, you never know. And not just in acting, in life, you never know if you give everything your all and you do your best, what could come of it is incredible. So I think that that really yeah. made me think about that. And I was so impressed by it. So that, so that turns into uh, a pretty fucking crazy scene with the gunshots. That was a lot of stunts. Tell me what went down. Cause I wasn't there. I sure will. And, and one little thing in, in between this is where we get to see Jack's back at the hospital with, with Abel. Right. And. Oh and yeah. Yeah. When, yeah. Let's just talk about that for one sec because. Yeah, and before we go there, talk about those special effects photos. Cause you've been a part of those. They showed the McKeevy cami photos. Remember at the table, they're showing the photos that back, I know the props has to like manufacture a photo. You've been part of one of the worst ones in history, which I think we already reviewed. Oh, of me, me and Pearl. Okay, that yeah. one where they changed my face to look yeah. younger. That one. Yeah. I, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. I'm. I don't know what I am. I'm a gorilla from Africa who who just they they changed everything. I don't know what happened. Nothing and nothing ever looks. Um, nothing ever looks like the photos always look doctored to me. Always. Yeah, it's really hard. It's really hard to get them to look uh, natural. Yeah, those photos were crazy. Uh, so then we, so so then we go to Jackson Gemma holding Abel. It's a great little scene between them. It's just a nice thing because you know that kind of bond that you see with Jax and Abel plays dividends usually by the end of season two and all of season three with why we're going to Ireland in the first place to try and get his son back. I mean, if you don't have little stuff like this. And you can't spend a lot of time with babies. You can't spend a lot because, you know, we're sons of anarchy, for Christ's sake. Whereas Tommy would say we're sons of Peggy Bundy. I mean, we, 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 we got stuff Hysterical. going on. And, and, and so I love little moments like this. Didn't spend a long time. You don't need a long time. Look, he's a father. He's got a baby. His son's going to come home soon. It's amazing. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. Nords and Mayans about to get into it. Big yeah. bar shootout. Yeah, the Mayans, uh, the Mayans pull. I'm going to talk. I'm, I'll talk about this. The uh, the Mayans, you know, they're pulling up up front, and they're definitely not coming for the fish and chips. They're just yeah. not. They're they're showing up. And uh, you're looking at the door, so you see what's happening as the character. Of I just I loved how Sutter allowed me to be, you know, the special ops guy. I mean, it was it was never really touched on in the show, but Tig was a former Marine. He was a Marine for a little bit. And you can tell by the way he shoots a gun. He knows exactly how to shoot a gun. There's no farting around. 
It's all and but the way he protected Clay, the way I threw Ronnie on that floor, and you want you want to talk about that story about you being slapped. Perlman said time and time again, put me down. I put him down. I put him down hard. And Pearl landed on that left side of his body, take after take. And I I loved it. I thought it was so real. I love how it ended. I loved how it was me and, and Pearl. Cammy shot up. And me and Pearl, the way we walked around with the Irish music blasting, it was a beautiful ending to commercial break. It was like the war is on. You cannot try and assassinate a club president. Yeah, I think you say, and you say, I guess it's on, right? Like, that's it. I mean, it's, it is it's yeah, it's on. So the whole crew shows up. This is at this moment where we find out that Chibs is a nurse at one point in his life. Yeah. Um, he was five, he was five months a medic. And I go, Theo, this has got to be the first time we hear about that. Right. Ever. Yeah. 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 This is the first time we hear about it. Yeah. He calls him the Scotsman and we find out that he's a nurse and I'm in the back with him. And here we go. The Laurel and Hardy stuff is about to begin. Now, Uh, here we go. I love it. Here we go with the loop swoop pull. The ambulance is back. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible how you go from this, he took this thing to, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. I think that that's because I think we, we, no, we didn't skip. Oh, we did skip. He steals no, the no. ambulance. Okay. No, no. He's got so, the ambulance there. We get rid of, we get rid of Cammy. Those guys, you guys split. And then it's literally, oh, me, Jackson Clay. Yes. And can Tell I talk about, about that? Okay, so yeah. that that was the first bit of like kind of Shakespearean dialogue for my character in, in the show. I have a nice chunk of a paragraph telling Jackson Clay what we need to do. We need to call in everybody. Mm. Everybody. I'm not talking everybody, I'm talking everybody. And when I'm done, I'm looking right at Jack's. I'm looking right in his face. And when Jax gets the fuck out of there that night, you guys, listen to this. I'm not joking. Charlie got in his motorcycle and he had to, didn't have to, but he wanted to fly out of there. Fly. He was in second gear after five feet. He was just bang, bang. And he went right into a hedge, not badly, but he had to go right into the hedge to get out of the shot. So that me and Ron could continue our dialogue. He had to shut the bike down. He had to be quiet. And, and he did that four or five times. And I'm telling you what, man, he got so close to smacking that hedge and flopping over it. And he never did. It just goes to show you how great a rider Hunnam became yeah. early on that show. He really did. Yeah. And you saying you don't trust Jax and Clay, you know, Jax and Clay having their dispute. Ron is bringing it in that scene, like bringing it, you know, you guys are having your thing. And it's again, we're dropping in from comedy to drama, comedy to drama. We're doing the hills and valleys. And that's so important as a viewer because it just really keeps your interest. Yeah. So we get back to the garage. Uh, Tommy says one of my favorite words, numbnuts. Numbnuts stole it. You know, when Gemma says, what's the ambulance doing there? I love the word numbnuts. Mona uses it all the time. All the time. It's one of my favorites. Um, Jax is having his hesitations with this whole thing. But yep. Gemma, again, shows her undying loyalty, you know, which ultimately is her downfall, but her undying loyalty. What do you need? What do you need me to do? What are we doing? How are we doing this? 
Um, Jax then kind of with his hesitation realizes like, you got to get in the game coach. Like he's got to get in. Right? Well, well, no. And you're right. I mean, he just sees Gemma hug her man. Yeah. Gemma had already warned Tig, watch him, meaning Clay, watch him. This is a big meeting with the Irish. You watch him. I said, I got him. I got him. That was a few scenes ago. Now we're home. Clay was his attempted assassination has already been discussed. Gemma hugs him like she's never hugged him before. Kissed him right. I love you. Mm-hmm. Jax is watching that with his own eyes. Then Gemma comes to Jax. It's a different kind of hug. It's still a love. It's a love thing. It's a love kiss. But what he sees in those, the matriarch and, and Clay, the king, it's, that's the kind of stuff that Charlie just festered on and festered on and couldn't shake at the end. Yeah. And again, it goes back to why looks are just as important as words. Like you're seeing it all on his face. You're seeing everything happen. And, and I love that. I just, I love when I watch people act when they're not saying words and I love, Ugh. you know, the one thing sons did so well is, and we'll see it a lot with Tara later, man, is they let the camera sit on people's faces when the other person's speaking much to the dismay of the person that's speaking, but really wonderful for the person that's listening, you yeah. know? Um, um, okay. So tax Tara ta- tax Tara. And that should be, that should have been like a thing tax. How like that, if the show was still on, we could have been like, what a tax up to. Jax. <laughs> Who's tax paying the romance. money for the tax yeah, guy? Yeah. Tax romance. Okay. So Tara and Jax have their scene. Cone coming out and grabbing her. When she sees the iPad, she realized the iPod, the old school one, knows something's amiss. Let me start by saying, because this is about to get fucking really weird. He says goodbye, Mr. Crow. What a weird line that is. That's how you know you're in deep shit. He refers to him as Mr. Crow. He keeps calling her Tara. Again, you and I have talked about this. It drives me absolutely insane, but that's the point of it. It's supposed to. He's the only one who did, and, and, and he calls her Tartar, my little Tartar. Oh, fuck. I wrote that down. Tartar, my little war reward. He is batshit cuckoo bananas, this guy. But listen to me when I say this. That is the funnest scene you're ever going to play as an actor because you literally are bound by nothing. Like if I'm, if someone offered me a role like that tomorrow, I'm getting, I'm getting shakes just thinking about uh, what you're saying. I want to play that all the time. And that doesn't make me completely crazy. It's just, and you and I talked about this in our hour and a half of you trying to fix your computer. Yeah. If a role doesn't scare the shit out of me, I don't want to play it. So it's like, I want to be so scared of every role I take. It doesn't mean that I'm going to be. It means that my ideal thing is to be frightened. That character is so frightening that he's playing the human qualities that he has that as an actor, you just want to play it. I I know. Incredible. I know for a fact, Theo, that they closed the set down. They shut it all down and they let Maggie and Jay have the set. They put a couple cameras up and they said, and action. I just have, they, they literally didn't know where they were going to sit this. They knew where they had to get to. They knew where this creepy, 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 awful real scene was kind of going to go. You have to be safe. You still can't, you got to be safe physically with the other actors, but Jay just got close enough and then pulled away. 
then creepy enough, and then pulled away. And poor Maggie, she's got no help. She's with a psycho. She's with a stalker. She's with her worst boogeyman ever. What do you do? You have to be kind, I think. You have to be reasoning, I think. Oh, and what a scene. And way, and this is this just shows that she is, and she's such a classically trained, incredible actor uh, in all sense of the word. You're watching her process as Tara, Tara, how am I going to get out of this? Correct. There's no jacks. I cannot get to a phone. This is all happening while he's speaking. Correct. Okay. He wants me to love him. Okay, let me start playing this. Now I have to start getting, where am I getting to? Where am I going to go to? What gives me, by the way, it might not work, but how am I going to get there? Okay, I have to tell him, don't do this. Be gentle with me. Get in bed. I'm going to take my clothes off. I have to kiss him. I can't do this. Like she's planning it all out to give herself the best opportunity to get out of the most horrific thing that could potentially happen to her ever in her life and watching her play this. I have such admiration for Maggie beyond her acting as a human being, but just the way them two played it like a dance, like it was going it was, one way it was, and then it's it was, going the other it was, way. It's it was going brilliant. the other way. And, and the way Guy put, I think it was Guy Furman who directed this episode, I think, but whoever it was is brilliant. I love the camera shot of when Maggie, when he when so she's taking some stuff off and he starts, he takes his gun off. Oh. He puts his gun on the table and you clock Maggie's eyes seeing yep. the gun. You just clocked it. It was right there. And, uh, can I just say that as the scene continued and continued to the actual gunshot in the stomach, um, what a horrifying night. What a, what a, you could not, if you, you couldn't pull your eyes away from the screen. That was just some horrifying shit. And then when Jax comes in. Oh, I mean that let's just get into the whole other world of that. Um, first of all, him getting the call, him coming in, he's, he's processing. What is she, what is she, he has to process a lot of things. What is she talking about? Why is she naked? Was this consensual? Like he has to process all this stuff. Was it not? She's not saying a lot. Her not saying a lot makes him realize that it's not, this was not consensual. This is not whatever. So at first he could get angry. What do you mean? Are you with someone? Are you not like, there's so many things going on. Jack's Charlie is taking it all in. It's all happening on his face. It's all happening on his face. He goes in, sees him. And first tries to actually extinguish the fire with potentially the alternative of you will do a few years in jail for assault. You will do this. You will, he will get out again and he will do it. He will do it again. I need you to understand that there is, there's not just one way of doing this. There's others. I'm giving you the option. This is you. And I'm watching this and I can't, I can't, I can't move. I can't breathe. I don't think I was breathing during this. Cause I knew it was coming, but I kind of didn't know what was coming. And, and then, t- I mean, well, and, and then, and then, it, and again, it was the writing that blew it wide open, meaning that, you know, Jake Carnes is against the wall calling, you know, Tara 
all these names and a whore. Stupid bitch or something. Yeah, yeah you who are you? And, and so that's it. So boom, boom. And Brenna oh. was watching the scene w- with me. And Brenna graduated, as you know, top of her class like Maggie did from yeah. NYU. Yep. And Brenna goes, that scream that Maggie gave, that's called a trained scream. That is like you, you're playing Lady Macbeth with that scream because you're going to do it over and over. You won't blow your vocal cords out. That, that freaking scream and the horror of the whole thing was spectacular. And then we, we, we get to Andy Williams, Theo, and the song, um, can't get used to losing you and to roll on that song. And Andy Williams, I, I got to tell you, I'm and the, the nakedness and the lovemaking and the montage of all of us. I, gotta, I want you to think about that before you go and not to interrupt, just because I want to get on that scream, that guttural scream. Yeah. First thing I thought was the neighbors. I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's yeah. going to Right. That was my first thing, you know, just with all the chaos. I know that there's been written in psychology and all these things and, you know, in all the study and I do of characters and human behavior and all that, I have read that sometimes when people are in their most traumatic states of grief or not knowing what's going on, that stuff like that actually does happen. Like that's not sure. far fetched. No. But when you want to talk about defining a television show, everybody says sons got defined with the burning of the back. And then obviously with the Gemma, white supremacy scene in season two. But I might also argue that this scene at this moment with the tax team, Taryn Jacks, making love on a bed with a dead body next to it that was freshly shot. Yeah, let's call it smell as cologne. No, let's just call it a shooting off point of sons. This was one that was so gigantic. It is it so propelled this show as to holy crap, what are we doing? What are we want? It's the, nothing done like this before. This is just so insane. It's so raw. It's so violent. It's so sad and shocking. But there's love in there. There's there's Tara and, and Jack, that, that that was a primal. And you've got me and Ryan and you back to the guns. All these little montages of, of, of the war that's coming with, 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 with Alvarez and whoever's, you know, trying to take out Clay. Andy Williams is playing that beautiful. It's one of, it's oh. one of my most favorite endings of a show of all times. Seriously. Of all time. And I, and I said it's, it's truly riveting. And the montage, it's, it's riveting. I know we already did the next episode. Um, cause that was the one, cause you see on the montage, me and Chibs with the fingers Correct. and the butt and all that. Correct. Um, I can't wait to get to one ten. I mean, this is, we'll do one ten next week. Season yeah, one, we episode 10. Yeah, we will. Um, blown, uh, blown away. I, this might be at this present moment in the first three, I know I always say season three, the finale, this is right up there. I think yeah, this is one of the best episodes I've ever seen in my life. I've never seen, such, I've never seen such a mix of comedy of pace of slowness of horror of of realism of of drama of yeah. love making music i mean it's all there man it's sons of anarchy at its best it really is in and you know it's just got everybody had their moments everybody had their beats Good point. it was it was so spread out so well Good point. every everybody touched the screen a little everybody touched it and to me our show 
that show is the best when everybody's contributing and it really starts to really round out characters yeah, for the future. And, uh, and, um, I, I'm so proud of that episode. I'm so proud to be yeah. part of something on television like that episode. Um, so yeah, I mean, listen, if you're a young actor and you want to go study, go study that episode, check out that episode, man. It's That's unbelievable. Beginning to end. Really I mean, we'll, have, we'll have a lot more as you go through, but definitely oh. check that one on the books as something for sheer, uh, artistry of the way it was manufactured. And the same thing with the writer. Um, listen, we're going to get your whole setup fixed. I'm exhausted from this seven hour marathon. We Let me just on. say to everybody out there that Theo Rossi was a true champion today. I don't like to say that too often. I don't want your ego to continue to grow the way it is lately. No. Um, but yeah, it is. You're, you were my hero today. You you sure. walked me off so many ledges and so many planks of jumping in the pond and giving up on this stuff. But I think, thank you, bro. We did it. So fuck did off. Did you ever know it. that you're mine? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want you to do. Don't sing. Don't ever sing. I won't. I won't. God, I miss you. I love you. You too, brother. I love you too. I'll see you you soon. Love you, buddy. Get out of here. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I always say, this life goes by in a blink. So stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference. All right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the theory team, the team. Okay. Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash, to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. They're an incredible team, and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire Theory team, uh, or as we say in New York, big up. Um, incredible people, incredible humans, and I'm fortunate and proud to have them.